Hi, everyone. This is episode 22 of Get Lit Prairie. And this week we're going to be discussing the book In Case You Missed It by Lindsay Kelk. Okay. Um, I don't really know why it's called In Case You Miss It. I hadn't, like, you know, usually when you read a book, you can, at some point, you come across the line that is the title of the book. And if I did, I definitely missed it. <laughs> so um, I don't know why the title of this book is called In Case You Miss It. Um, maybe it is her missing her past. I'm really not sure. Maybe it was a line in the book and I literally did miss it, but it just didn't stand out to me as anything significant if it if it was mentioned. Um, but so let me tell you about this book. Of course, it's it's gonna be a light read. It's a romancy, like, I don't know. It's very similar to the book that I reported on last week. So, okay, also takes place in England. I'm not sure if it's specifically London, but I'm pretty sure it is. Um, and it is about this character named Roz or Rosalind. Um, and she is in her 30s. She, um, three years ago, got a job in... America. And so the story is her coming home back to England. And um, so when she gets there, it's just like, she just, she's super disappointed because when she left, her life was like perfect. She had a perfect boyfriend. Her circle of friends was great. Like, and she just wanted to get back to that. Right. So let me, okay. So her her boyfriend was this guy named Patrick, and her friends are Sumi, Adrian, and Lucy. Her parents, she has a sister named, I think it's Joe, and then her parents, right, um, who there's always been, like, this, like, non-story about their marriage. Um, but so Lucy comes home, or I mean... Roz comes home and her parents like basically like welcome her home, but like not into their home. They set up a shed in the bottom of their yard, their garden for her to live in. And they'd moved all of her stuff from her old bedroom into this shed that her dad built. And so she just feels like unwanted. Her sister is already gone, like away to college. And then so she's she meets up with her friends and she's like mentioning like these old places they used to run around this this bar and this restaurant and they're all like ew gross right and she's like thinking to herself like what do you mean you know and so um 
she's like very nostalgic of the past and they're they've moved on right this is three years ago and so like they've moved on and she is trying to like recapture that essence that feeling and so <clears throat> um i don't know why but her she's very secretive leading up to um her her why she's back like why she came back and she just keeps saying like oh i just wanted a change and i just felt like it was time to come back and um <clears throat> so throughout the book she there oh where, when she goes to meet up with her friends she meets this bartender which she thinks is a bartender, but she meets him in the late, in the bathroom. She's in the wrong bathroom. And she comes back up and he's the bartender. And turns out her circle of friends have like embraced this bartender into their circle. And so now she's like pissy because of the way that they met and the interaction that like, you know, the first impression of each other. And so she's like not really willing to give this guy, John, a chance. Um, and she doesn't understand why her friends have like accepted him into this group. And of course, John knows all about her because, you know, her friends always talk about her because <coughs> she's their brilliant friend who's off in America and they're so super proud of her. Um, and now she's back and she's very like evasive as to like, why she's back. She just wants to like hang out. And so it's difficult for her friends. Like Adrian, um, is the guy friend that like, you know, he's, he's usually like available. Um, and then you have like Sumi who I think she's, she's the lesbian one. Um, I think she's dating Jasmine and Lucy is pregnant and she's married to this guy, Dave, who they can constantly refer to as creepy Dave. Um, and then Sumi ends up wanting to be pregnant. Like by the end of the book, she wants to be pregnant. <coughs> like she wants to have a baby. And, um, Roz is just like not really what like wanting to let go of the past and and move forward, right? Like her her parents are like redis like you know empty nesters usually don't like they have to like rekindle their romance and like wait. And her parents did exactly that. They're just like. Like there's one scene where she walks in on her mother who I believe is naked and her father who is also naked and her mother was eating sushi off of her father. <laughs> and she's like, ew. And so like her parents want to renew their vowels. And um <coughs> So she, she like helps them with all that. And her mom's like, wants to like wear this like skanky dress and her, she's like, no, what are you doing? You're like 60. <laughs> so like, she's helping her parents with that. And her dad wants to have the wedding at this tennis club that he's gone to like 
every weekend for as long as they can remember. They've never seen him play tennis. They've never been to this tennis club. And when they get there, it's hideous. <laughs> and um, so like, like, oh, and I forgot. Okay, so um, pretty near the beginning of the book, Roz gets a new phone. And her friend is like talking to her about like, just send out like a mass text to all of your people <clears throat> and be like, hey, this is me. I'm back. This is my new number. And so when she went to get the phone, her phone company there had downloaded all of her contacts from the cloud, right? And so then when she sent out this mass text, she sent it to all of her contacts that were stored in the cloud, which includes her ex-boyfriend, Patrick, who when they left and she had told him that she was offered this job in America, he was basically like, <clears throat> oh great, I gotta travel anyway, like clean break. And so then she was devastated. All her friends <clears throat> from that point on were like not really about Patrick at all. And meanwhile, she's over like, oh, he's the love that I lost over in America. Like she's like, regretting leaving all this stuff and so then she comes back and sends all of her contacts this this mass text and he kind of takes it as like she's like he he replies back to the text because he thinks that like oh she's you know just saying that it was a mass text <clears throat> when it was legitimate because you know you're there during the scene of when she sends the text and um he really doesn't buy that that she sent it <coughs> on accident like to everybody and so um it it just it wasn't like how she remembered things to be you know and she the longer she's back, the more clarity she has about what her life was. Um, and it all boils down to the fact that when she was in America, she was really lonely and she just wanted her friend. She wanted her life back. <clears throat> but for her, like life kind of stood still in that moment before she left for America and when she comes back, everyone had moved on and her life was not the same as it was then. Like their lives weren't the same. They've moved on. You know, they were, they've already like moved into houses and got other partners and grew up in the three years that she was gone. And in the three years that she was gone, she mostly worked all the time as like a director for podcasts. And so when she comes back and she sends out this max text, somebody else replied back to her text. And it was like somebody that I, that she knew that offered her a job. And so she gets this job at a podcast there for a gamer who's like 14 or 15. I can't remember. And she like never heard of this person because she's not a gamer. And it's like, it's, it's, it's horrible for her, <laughs> um, like the whole experience. And then when she's supposed to debut 
this podcast with this kid, he just basically turns it down, <clears throat> like refuses to do the podcast. And so she, she gets canned and like it all comes out that the reason she came back is because she couldn't hack it in America. Like she, like her, her ratings went down. She just wasn't doing a very good job. And so they let her go. And she's super embarrassed because um, she didn't want to come clean about that because her her friends were super proud of her and her family was super proud of her that she got offered this job in America. And isn't that brilliant? And so um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just I think that a lot of people do that. You know, we like dwell on the past sometimes. And I feel like we need to like forgive ourselves and just know that the past is the past and move on from it because like no one remembers, you know, some things that you've done in the past. And like, you know, if you you like so many people have that like love that got away and there's a reason that they got away because they're not for you. <laughs> but I, I just know so many people who are, you know, there's books upon books and movies and all that stuff that are written about you know, like the one that got away. And for Roz or Rosalind, Patrick is that one. But meanwhile, there's somebody right in front of her that likes her just the way she is, that she doesn't have to conform into this person that, you know, she thinks she has to be in order for this other person to like her. Because she's like been showing her true colors to this person the whole time as herself. And every time Patrick is around, she changes like, like her personality sort of. And I think that a lot of people do that in relationships. Um, and it's, I get it because I know I've done it. Um, <clears throat> especially when you're initially dating somebody, you just want them to like you. And then it by the time that like you're you're in a relationship like for real for real it's like really hard to be who you really are i think sometimes like that's why Brene Brown is so popular you know because and how she had that breakdown because of vulnerability like you build up this facade of who you think people want you to be and then you have to come to terms with the fact that you know, some people don't even know you. Like a lot of the times you live in your head and it's hard to be vulnerable around people because you're embarrassed. And what if they don't like who you are? And I think that that's what Roz is like, you know, come to the the table with or come, you know, come to like her come to reality with some things was very eye-opening for her, like for her to realize that all of this, like this is the stuff that she was doing and to tell Patrick like, hey, I've been faking the funk forever because of the, like, and they got into this huge fight and all, just all this stuff. <clears throat> There's so many things that I'm leaving out, but it's a really funny book. Um, it's, like I said, it's a light read. I wasn't as into it as I can be with some others. I just think that I, I need to switch up. So next week, I think we're going to talk about a different kind of book, maybe like um, 
a nonfiction or um, I have so many books that I'm juggling right now, so I'm not really sure what next week's episode is going to be about yet. Um, <clears throat> like I'm reading one called Under the Bus, um, and it is about, I think I left it out my band, basically about how women get thrown under the bus in the workplace, like since forever. Um, and then one is a graphic novel. It's called Seconds. And then one's about AOC because I love her because she's amazing. Um, <clears throat> and it's not written by her. It's a collection of essays written about her. And um, so I'm really liking that one. So maybe we'll do that one if I can get it done. Fat chance. So you might get seconds because um, that's a graphic novel and those are quick and short and sweet. Um <clears throat> But stay tuned because that's pretty much what's coming up down the pike. <laughs> okay, well, this is episode 22 of Get Literary. And I'm your host, Christina Fivecoat. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and continue to support me. Um, I feel like my numbers have been dwindling. And again, this is, I, I started this just for me. And so if you, are still listening, thank you. And if not, you know, if I keep dwindling in numbers, I might just call it quits. I don't know. I like it. I like doing this, but that's only because really I like hearing my own, the sound of my own voice. But <laughs> Is that narcissistic? I don't know. Um, hmm. Maybe I should try acting. No, I do want to one day at least have like a line in a movie. I mean, it's possible. Have you ever seen Netflix or, or whatever streaming service that you have and then you scroll and scroll and then there's all these like weird movies and or shows and the acting is like terrible? I think when I see those, I'm like, I could totally do that. I could totally be an actress. <laughs> if you have the hookup, please make a comment. If you have been one of those people who have... <clears throat> had a long lost lover or, uh, the, the one that got away or, you know, has faked the funk or know what it's like to be vulnerable or are afraid to be vulnerable, please leave us a message and we'll try to get back to you. All right. Have a lovely day. Bye.